Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Family Prosperity Podcast. I'm Michael Redden, and today we're going to talk about asset protection and panic. Right now, you know, with uh, how the economy has been going and how, re- how jobs and everything are, there's a lot of fear out there, okay? Revenues are down. I'm sure that uh, most of your businesses have seen that. There's not as much money coming in, especially when we had the lockdowns and things. And because of that, people are getting behind on their bills, um, whether it's businesses or individuals. You know, contracts are being broken. Sometimes folks are just, you know, looking for somebody to blame for their troubles. And because of that, there's a lot more of an uptick in lawsuits, you know. And... If you're not aware of it, some of the bigger banks like Capital One, they're really starting to go after debtors, whether they've been employed or not, you know, Um, and usually that, you know, um, starts it off because if Capital One gets in there and gets a judgment first, then they're going to collect first. And so that's why those judgment creditors are coming after those kinds of things and why just creditors in general are being a little bit more aggressive. And, you know, because of that, rightfully, it's a little bit scary out there. I'm sure that a lot of you have heard, you know, of either colleagues or uh, similar businesses either in your industry or in your town, and some of them are having problems. Some of them might have been sued. Some of them might have had banks and things call lines of credit. Some of them might have had people come repossess things. And maybe you're that person who's being sued. Maybe you're that person who's being threatened by a creditor or something like that because of this temporary lull in cash flow. You know, um, businesses were just really recovering and fully recovering from the previous Great Recession. And so a lot of us, as much as we wanted to, we're not quite in the um, cash flow situation that we'd have preferred to be in. And because of that, we're finding ourselves in a pinch again. And... A lot of us have spent our entire lives building up these business. Sometimes these businesses have been in our families for generations, and we understandably want to protect that. And so now is the time where we really start turning to asset protection and wanting to talk about those strategies. And that's why I wanted to talk about this in uh, our first discussion since the new normal came around, since this started about asset protection. I wanted to talk about the panic and things and what you should do when you're scared and what you shouldn't, right? The biggest things that we really need to be aware of is the difference between panic and planning. Okay, planning's proactive, okay? It's something you do before it's raining outside, before it's a bad timing, right? You don't wait till it's raining outside to go get an umbrella. That You're already wet, Okay, that's not proactive. That's reactive. And that is exactly what goes down when we're talking about uh, asset protection. Okay, you know, we tell you all the time, whether it's your accountant or somebody else, you know, you need to plan during the good times. But during the good times, we're all really hustling and bustling and running around. We've got a thousand different things to do and it just doesn't happen. Same thing kind of happened before everything slowed down with, you know, your uh, family meetings and your and your other kinds of plans and your discussions and your policies, they probably weren't in the best of order for some folks. They could have been, but now you had that chance, right? 
Well, now you might have that chance again, or you might not, and it really depends on where you're at. Are you in a planning posture, or are you in a panic posture? And that's going to come down to whether you're being proactive or reactive, okay? Proactive is going to mean that nothing bad's happened yet. Nobody's threatened to sue you. You don't see that you're falling behind on bills and things like that. You don't see that there's a real threat out there, right? You know that if business goes bad or something like that, um, you uh, might have some things at risk, but you can't really put a name on it, right? You can't really say it's that bank loan, it's this contract, it's that one creditor, it's that one customer that the job didn't go well. You can't say it's that one person. You can't give it a name. It's not as maybe as simple as that in the law itself, but it's a pretty good pulse meter, right? If you can give the threat a name, if you can give the threat a specific name, a specific person who's a threat to your assets, and it's real, not just really, really a what if, then you're in planning mode. You're in proactive mode. Just because you're not in proactive mode doesn't mean there's not things that you can do or that you should do. But once you get over into that reactive mode, once that threat has a real name, you know, you all know that people, if you don't pay your mortgage, the, the, the bank can take your house, right? But if you're not behind on your mortgage or anything like that, there's no real threat, right? But once that happens, hey, you've got a name to it. Those are things, that, then you then you really can't do anything proactively, right? You're reacting. And this is really important because when you're in reactive mode, and that's when a lot of people think about asset protection, you can really get into more trouble than you would have in the beginning. You can lose actually more. And it's not because you executed strategies that are not sound asset protection principles. It's because you're just not allowed to do it. Okay? We reward planning in this country. We absolutely do. We want you to estate plan. We want you to business plan. We want you to budget and forecast. We teach those things. We want you to protect your assets too. But we don't want it to be, you know, not fair play. And really it's not fair play if as soon as you know something bad happens and you know you owe the money that you start hiding things away and making it to where it's impossible for that person to collect. If, they're, if you're reacting to it, then you're probably doing something that's not really fair play. If you're being proactive, that's different. Very different. And when you're being reactive like that and you hide these assets or try to transfer them or do things just so creditors can't get them, if it's raining outside, even if it isn't even raining yet, if, if there's a cloud on the horizon that you can see and say, hey, that's a storm cloud, that's, that's a threat with a name. If you make that transfer, it's probably something in the law called a fraudulent transfer, which is basically anything you do to thwart, frustrate, make it harder for a creditor to get what they're due. And... That really only comes into play when you can give that threat a name, right? There are some exceptions like everything in the law. That's why you talk to your advisors and everything. But that's what's out there. And I've had a lot of calls into my office to speak about these kinds of things. There are people that are scared out there. 
And some of them are reactive and some of them are proactive. Some of them are getting ready to plan. Some of them are panicking. And I kind of want to talk about two particular businesses that came in. I'm not going to you know, give details or anything, let you reveal them, but I'm going to kind of talk about their situations a little bit. And I'm sure you know people who are uh, kind of in each situation. You may find yourself in one of those situations. This might help you out. It uh, will help you identify who's being proactive, who can plan, and who's in a panic. So let's talk about this uh, first uh, business that I spoke with. So this first business, you know, and and I never know exactly what's going to happen when folks come into my office, right? But I usually can tell what we're looking at, okay? So I uh, secretary lets me know that the guy's there. I start to come out, and you can kind of tell, right? You walk out there, guy's obviously stressed out, you know? Walking a little stiff, uh, eyes wander a little bit. You can kind of tell that piece, right? You might be able to picture a little bit of sweat, but it's not so much that. You know, you can tell he's a little bit distracted, kind of uh, in a haze a little bit. Can't wait to get behind closed doors to talk. And I take him back to the conference room. We sit down. I close the door. And before I could even say hi or do the pleasantries, of course, they start talking. And then you kind of know what's going on. And he says, you know, I really want to come by and talk to you about asset protection, okay? Uh, I did some work for, for a client, and they've kind of sued me. And I want to make sure that my assets are taken care of, that I'm protected, you know, what's exposed and what I can do. You know, I just kind of lean back in my chair and sit there and go to listen. And I know right off the bat, you know, he can tell me that something's coming down the pipe. He can tell me that he's being sued by a specific person. This isn't a planning thing. This is damage control. This is reaction, right? This means that anything that was at his disposal that he already set up for asset protection, we can work with. But we can't do anything new. And start talking and things like that and uh, say, okay, well, tell me about what's going on with everything and, and how things are going. Tells me that, you know, he's, he, he, that he might be on the hook for three figures and that he did, his insurance really wouldn't cover it. So, you know, check that first block off. Insurance is your first bit of protection. So I just keep listening. Starts talking and he says, you know, um, my father and my businesses were kind of related and uh, I was worried about this when I first got that threatening letter. So I uh, transferred some uh, property over to my father's business, uh, gave him some of our assets. You know, okay. You know, well, what'd he pay for them? Oh, nothing. I just transferred them over. And I don't want any of those things in my name or my company's name so this person can take them. I said, okay. Uh, what else did you do? Looks like uh, uh, wife did the same thing, transferred some things over. And immediately this uh, conversation has to change a little bit, right? Let's think about this. If you've got a business and you're transferring property, it needs to be for fair market value, right? You need to get value for it. If you don't get value for it, then it's not in your ordinary course of business, is it? The only purpose of that transfer is to stick your thumb up at the creditor, right? And I have that bad news to get to tell him, hey, look, you can't panic and do those things, okay? 
If you transfer this stuff over and you don't pay for it and that creditor gets a judgment, they can come back and undo that. That's right. And it gets a little bit worse because it's his father's company, right? Father already sold that stuff. Well, what's that mean now? Father didn't have a right to that money. The creditors did. So now, if he loses that lawsuit, his dad's going to get sued. They're going to get undone. They're going to kind of go after it. You made it worse. Hiding those things away. Secreting those away. Those are those classic ones. I put it in my kid's name. I did these other things. You changed where you were. And then, you know, you start asking a little bit further, you know, I mean, what other assets do you do you and the company own? And he'd taken it so far that it was bankrupt on paper. I mean, sure, he may have thought he was being smart and everything and doing the right thing, but when you really look at it, really get down to it, does that stir in your chest the little thing about fairness? If you were old money and you went to go collect it and someone had given away everything they own, they say, I'm broke, man. Sorry. I wasn't broke yesterday, but I'm broke today when you need to get your money. That's not fair. That should shock the conscience kind of. That's a panic kind of vibe. And it's easy for us to sit here and, you know, kind of pass judgment on that. But if you've never been in that situation where things you've worked for are at risk, then you don't know that pressure. You don't know that feeling, that that kind of that fear that you've got there. And you don't know really kind of what you do. And I said, you know, well, what's your lawyer in this lawsuit think about this? Oh, I haven't told him. Okay. Well, why'd you hire him? If you're going to do major decisions like that in the middle of a lawsuit... Why'd you hire an attorney if you're not going to tell them? It's an interesting kind of quandary, right? So, if you're going to hire experts, you need to listen to them. You need to tell them everything. That's, that's, that's the biggest mistake I see people make when they get scared. They get scared, they get embarrassed. And it's a sign you know you're doing something that you probably shouldn't be doing if you haven't even told your lawyer about it. If you haven't told anybody about it, you just did and kind of kept it secret. I mean, doesn't that not pass your smell test? And so now he has a problem for himself. If he loses this lawsuit, judges are going to be hard on him. They're going to do the do this other transaction. Maybe give him some punitive damages or something because it is kind of fraud. And now his dad's involved. And his wife's involved other people in it. And this problem's now spread and gotten so big because he panicked. Just panicked and reacted. Didn't even plan that piece out. You planning is proactive, right? Turns out he did have some asset protection options to go for. We, we can talk about those and, and things in, in future podcasts. But it's kind of too late once you've given all your stuff away. Or you've moved them and secreted them off into your kids' names or things like that. You can't even put them off into a trust when you know it's coming down the pipe, right? 
you got to do it when it's not a rainy day, but there's still things you can do to manage things, right? To limit the damage. We could have limited the damage and exposure to some of those assets through some other asset protection strategies, but it didn't happen because he didn't talk to his lawyer first and he just kind of reacted. He panicked. And I had to give him that bad news that, hey, there's nothing I can do for you. And you really should go talk to your lawyer because, hey, when that lawsuit's done, the next person that's going to get sued is going to be your wife and your father. Because you guys have all secreted away assets and they're going to trace the money. You know, it's follow the money. Everybody's heard that. And it's, it's really true. In these kinds of cases, you follow the money and you chase it down wherever it's at because it's not justice, right? It's not their money. It's not fair. Then I got another client who kind of came into the office. And this one, you know, see if they think they're a little bit different place. He said, hey, you know... My business is fine right now, but I saw in the newspaper that another company that's in the same industry as ours, you know, um, they're not doing exactly what we're doing, but they're doing something kind of close and similar, and uh, they've been sued. And, you know, I know a couple years ago, uh, someone similar, you know, we're doing everything we believe on the up and up, but someone's doing something similar to us, you know, they got sued by the government. And uh, I don't think anything's wrong right now. No one's come looking around. We're on the up and up, we believe. But we don't want to be in that position. We want to protect our assets, you know. I mean, government regulations change all the time. Uh, I'm in Minnesota, personally. So, you know, we have a lot of medical device folks here. So you could have the best intentions and then there'll be a manufacturing flaw or something and it happens. You don't even know it. It's one of those kind of things, right? Similar devices, similar things. Not exactly the same. Government changes technical specs. Someone doesn't have a favorable outcome. And there's pretty big liability in those things, right? So he comes and, you know, listen to him. Okay, yeah, let's look at your assets. Let's see what we can do. We can't say that we're actually doing this to get rid, to get back at some particular creditor. And you haven't done your estate planning and things. Let's see what we can actually do, you know? There's nobody coming for it. And think about that, too. No one's actually coming at it. No one's made any threats. If you did planning, if you did change title and, and assets and things of that nature, does that pass your smell test? Does that reach you at your core as being unfair? I mean, you can argue all day long about Fairness or things like that. But do you really have a question about whether or not that's fair? You know there's definitely a question about whether or not the other gentleman's actions were fair and right. That's what people talk about. You know, secret and hiding things away like that when you know somebody's coming. I mean, that that sounds like something out of a crime novel, right? But what happens in real life all the time. It's not as dramatic as you see in the movies and the books, but it, but it happens. Those things are based a little bit on real life. And people who never thought they would do that, they don't even think about what they're doing at the time. They just kind of panic and react to that fear. It's the worst thing you can do in an asset protection situation. And if you're not in that position right now, it's the best time to actually do some planning. And that's what you want to look at, okay? You don't want to panic and make a situation worse. There are probably things you can do. 
But the best time to do is plan. You want to plan. You don't want to panic. The second gentleman that came to my office, he's going to have sound peace of mind. He's going to use everything that he could. He's going to have limited his liability and do what asset protection needs to do. And he's going to have done good estate planning and things and have those together, and, and he'll be able to sleep a little bit better. He, he's still got risks. He can still lose things. If he got sued, he can still lose things. But there's a base level of comfort and wealth that he can feel confident he's going to be able to hold on to. So long as he doesn't panic, too, if something happens. I hope nothing happens to anybody. I hope everybody wastes their money on asset protection. That means nothing bad ever happened. But life's messy. But that first gentleman, there's still things we could have done to limit the exposure, right? But now he just blew that wide open, shot himself in the foot because he panicked. He still would have lost more probably if he lost a lawsuit than the gentleman who called before anything happened. But we could have done things and worked with his attorney to limit the exposure, to work other kind of deals out, to save things. And start planning for the next time something might happen. Because I'm, let me tell you, if your business is in business for multiple generations and it's not sued, that's a shocker. Not sued over anything, not threatened with a lawsuit over anything, not brought, pulled into someone's divorce at some point or attempted to be. That's a shocker, okay? How many long-term, multi-generational businesses have never had that happen to them. Be honest with yourself. It happens to everybody sooner or later. If you were that exception when you built the business up and went 20 years without it, congratulations, you were real lucky. But if you're around long enough, it's just chance. Something's going to happen. You're going to end up in court or something like that. Things are going to be exposed. So you might as well plan now. You've set your new normal up, got your family to agree, Got your family to set policies. You want to have this lasting legacy, right? You know how you're going to operate together, how you're going to deal with each other. Well, the next thing you got to do is you got to protect what you have going forward. So it's going to be there for you when you need it to enhance your family's life. We need it to enhance your family's involvement in the community and do more investments and help your family grow. When it, it's needed to pay for that rainy day, when it's needed to fund the, kid, the, the great grandkids' educations and things. You got to have those things kind of locked up. And you got to do it when. You're planning and not panicking. So that's the main thing I wanted to talk about today is there's a lot of fear out there. Don't panic and keep listening to the podcast because we're going to go over asset protection down from the theory of what, you know, the theory behind it so you can understand what uh, uh, strategies are out there, both the unsophisticated and sophisticated. We're going to talk about things that you need a lawyer to do and things you can just do today. And we might even actually uh, talk about some real-world scenarios, you know, from uh, things that have happened to people in the past and kind of what they did and didn't do and what you should look at, right? But don't panic. When you panic and start secreting things away, doing something you know you're not supposed to do, it just doesn't feel right, right? Uh, if you think you're being sneaky or it's a game like that, then it's probably panicking and it might blow up in your face later. It might not, but it's not the right thing to do. And it's not something you can be proud of because you got to keep a secret, right? You got to hide it. Planning isn't something you got to hide. So let us know if you have any other kinds of questions about this specifically. You know, um, there is uh, an email address in the description. 
or you can go to familyprosperitypartners.com, fill out a contact form, let us know. And if we get questions like that, I will definitely cover them. And uh, we'll see kind of what goes with it. But I think it's very appropriate in the time that we are now that we've talked about creating your new normal. Now, once, it, once it's created, we got to protect that new normal for the future. So that's what we'll be covering in uh, the next several different podcasts. May not be sequential, but we'll be hitting those and some current events. So I'll talk to you guys next time, and Mason will be here later in the week.